0: and welcome back to the show. It's that show with me and him and we interview interesting people. Well, we we interview interesting people is true. Okay? That is true. And we tend to try and interview people that know more about their specialist subject than we do. That is true. Mostly because I want to learn loads of stuff and I don't have the money to pay for their training courses. (laughs) You cheapskate. I know, right? Mate, we've been getting away with this for over two years. We have. you noticed? Um, today's show, I warn you now, I do consider this guy a friend. I've known him for a few years now, mostly through online networking and business clubs that we are both part of. He's really lovely. I didn't warn Jesse what this show was going to be about.
1: No, but it's an interesting one because I actually... I actually have seen them about a lot because of you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yet we yeah. have never really spoken. No. So our, whilst our paths are never crossed, I'm completely aware of our guest. And I think they're probably fairly aware of me as well. Everybody knows the Jesse. Oh, yeah. shush you. Nobody needs to know me. I'm just going to hide behind.
0: Yeah, here. Hide hide completely, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that went out the window two years ago, mate. Okay, <laughs> um, but he's, it, okay so I don't want to say too much about his story right now, but Jesse, honestly, mate, what a story. Really interesting.
1: I, I, One of the things I said to Paul is that we, myself and all of our listeners, tend to like not only the business tips and things that we get from from our guests but actually hearing their stories really interesting um I it, this one I was torn between writing 3 million notes which is kind of what I've done and just sitting back and listening um yeah. but I think you know I didn't want to say, <laughs> I literally could have put my feet back and listened but I think it would have looked unprofessional so I went with the millions of notes option instead you um, did. You and, did. You and, did. and yeah, I honestly, I don't think we should delay too much now, but I think everybody's going to really enjoy this show. Good shout. Ladies
0: and gents, this is Mr. Raj Sharma.
2: Nuggets.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Thank you so much for coming back. Thank you so much for joining us. Right, I'm really excited about this one. I've known this guy for a couple of years now, and I've been watching what he's up to. I've been watching what he's doing. He's helped me out a couple of times with businessy things. And I'll be honest, I always thought that if I asked him to come on the show, he'd probably say no, because he's too busy. This guy is, right, I hate this term. I think he's actually a serial entrepreneur, because he's not just running one business. He's got a few things on the go at the same time, and I have no idea how he does it. Okay, even if the only thing I learned today is diary management, it's going to be so worth it from this guy. Ladies and gents, I want to introduce you to somebody that I now call one of my friends, Mr. Raj Sharma.
2: Raj, how are you, mate? Very good, thank you. Uh, very good, well, uh, uh, very well, thank you, Paul. you just so... seen all those studio lights.
0: He's gone all shy. He's gone all scared.
2: Yeah, no, great to be here. Thank you for the uh, intro. But I'm uh, um, very well, thank you. Cool. good mate and, and seriously some of the stuff that you've been up to is just amazing dude
0: well done
2: thank you no thank you no thank you for saying that yeah it's uh see I mean I think one of the things that you touched on is how do you do it all I think for a start you have to take the opportunities when you can do them you know so I think you have to I've always thought you have to push yourself and, and uh, say yes to opportunities and try different things but then also surround yourself with good people who will help you along the way really
0: Oh, mate, we're going to touch on both of those things in a bit. Um, first of all, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you the one question that I ask everybody as soon as they come into the show, and I know the listeners are sat there going, go on, do it. Raj, who are you, and why should people listen to me and you chatting for about 30 minutes or so?
2: That's a good question. So my name is Raj Sharma. I, if I give you a bit of brief history about me, I'm a um, uh, the, the second-generation um, British Indian so my mum and dad came to uh, India from India to uh, Birmingham in uh, the late uh, 60s and I was born in the early 70s and uh, I grew up around in a um, a, a sort of uh, you know a a very sort of entrepreneurial um, family so um, I've got two older brothers and uh, everyone was um, you know working from an early age my mum and dad working hard and, that, and had a shop and various businesses so i grew up around a lot of businesses and had a real sort of interest in uh entrepreneurship you know not that that was a commonly known word then it was i think it was more sort of uh, survival <laughs> so it, it, you know it's, it, it getting on getting on with things trying to make your life better and um so yeah so uh you know and that's the dream that my mom and dad really did have for me to make their children's lives better and uh, I think I got the lion's share of making your life better, to be honest, as the youngest in my family and uh, the only British born one. So uh, I, I got the best opportunities. I feel I, you know, I, I had time to study as well as uh, working in the family businesses. I went to university, um, I trained as a chartered accountant and I'm trying to build up the picture of, of, of uh why you should listen to us, you know, in terms of uh, what experience I've got and we've got in the world of business and, uh, um, and uh, property that I want to talk about as well. Because property has been a big part of our journey, to be honest. Because um, when uh, my mom went to um, a maternity hospital uh, with me um, to give birth to me, they went from rented accommodation. To our new house, so my dad managed to buy a house two years after coming into coming to England. You know, it was a goal of his to get his own property, to get his own home for him, for his wife and the kids. And uh, so I went from our rented accommodation to our new house. And and people used to say that he's a very lucky baby, you know, because uh, he bought with him a house. Well, you know, I think people are, are, you know, I think Indian people are very nice about things like that. I wasn't very lucky. I was just very lucky to have. My parents and very industrious family to be honest (laughs) that wanted a a home uh, for ourselves and uh, yeah so from from there onwards really I was born into a life of sort of business and 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 uh, I I think we spent the first 15-16 years you know buying property you know we bought shop and we bought other houses for us to live in for the family and and um, so yeah so I just think it's an important part of being a business owner, I think, because my whole life now revolves around my business, which at the moment is print, you know, so we've been involved in lots of family businesses, but for the last 20 odd years, coming up to 20 years next uh, next year, in fact, uh, I'll have been running a design and print company. And uh, during that years, I've been investing in property from you know the profits of, of the business, because I think the two work hand in hand together, you know, one feeds off the other. Um, and, um, you know, during lockdown, for example, when we lost 90% of our print business because of the forced closures, etc. I think it was yeah. the property that kept us going. Yeah. You know, uh, I hadn't intended for it, the property to come into so much use as it did so quickly. But, you know, that that's the thing that it gives you. It gives you other options. It gives you a second source of income. And uh, it gives you a bit of flexibility and more time and more options, really. And that's why... I think I'm well qualified to talk about and tell other business owners that always be looking for a second, you know, source of income, uh, you know, multiple streams of income, as they say, um, so that you're not over reliant on one, and in um, troubled times you can rely on something else. Mate, I love that. Right, and you. So, I've learned something
0: about you that I didn't know before. Okay, I thought your brothers were born here as well. But
2: no. you said that they were brought over and you're the only British-born son. That's right, yeah. So I'm the only British-born um, uh, kid in our family. Um, Mate. So the, right. So the first British-born charmer, I guess, uh, you know, I've got, I've got two brothers and I've got four sisters. So um, that's another thing you probably don't know. That's a massive family. <laughs> it, is, it, is a, it, is, it is a massive family.
0: It and and a- all of your brothers and sisters, have they got any kids or have they all gone, no?
2: No, they've they've all got kids. So, um, you know, I'm I'm the first of uh, uh, many sort of British born (laughs) shamers. Mate, so you've got, right,
0: so you've got six siblings. Yes. And and they've all got kids. Step number one, I want to be at your house for one of your family parties because I reckon (laughs) that would be awesome. Um, Number two, right, something I did want to say there is Mm -hmm. any couple – that decide to uproot their family and move country because they can see an opportunity. Oh my word! Mm-hmm. What kind of nerve does that take? That's amazing.
2: Yeah, it is. Sometimes I do. I do think that's you know almost unbelievable. But you know, if I put it into some sort of um, you know context and background, uh, both my mom and dad were born as uh, British subjects of a, of a British Empire. Yeah. So, that, so they had links to. Um, Britain, if you like, and 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 had, you know, had some hopes and dreams around that that yeah. that that um, you know they would have a, a link to England and and be able to move there. Uh, it wasn't easy, and I think my dad left it sort of quite late on. You know, he was in his forties before he came to England. Um, you know, with two pounds and and, and a bag of clothes. Wow. Um, and and so that was in in the late sixties. Uh, but you know, he'd been. You know he he wanted he had a dream you know he, he wanted uh, a, a better life for for himself his wife and his children and the opportunity was there you know you have to remember that around this time uh, britain was still rebuilding and um, there were opportunities there were there were job roles that needed needed filling and yeah. uh, my dad came as um he came as a, a as a, a factory worker so he used to iron uh, denim jeans and 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 denim clothing in the East End of London. So that's what you used to do. used to iron. So iron jeans, basically, <laughs> with like you know, <laughs> with a, in a massive sort of East London uh, factory. And, right. I know uh, I
0: haven't met your dad, but my mate, I'd give him the biggest poorly cuddle ever because that's that's some nerve, right?
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, my dad's uh, gone now, so he, he passed away around about five six years ago now but um yeah so he passed around five and a half years ago but yeah no he was a uh, extraordinary guy
0: did and he uh, did he see the success of you that i know
2: yes yeah i mean he he, he did de- you know he um encouraged me to do lots of things and inspired me and motivated me to do lots of things so he saw me you know achieve quite a lot you know he wanted me to uh so many of the things that I did, I I did because he wanted me to do them, but they were for my benefit. Like, for example, he said that he'd like, you know, one, he he said he'd like one of his kids to go to university and get a degree. And he he, he goes, it'd be really nice to have that photo. So, so I did that, you know, I did an accounting degree back in uh, 94. and uh, I remember he used to have my certificate and my degree photo in his shop. And he used to, I, I used to find it a bit embarrassing, but he used to tell everyone who came in and said, look, there's my uh, son's degree and, and there's his photo. You know, he was very proud of that. So he yeah. saw that. And then I I went on to get a, uh, you know, I did an accounting degree. So I got a job in a two partner firm in Birmingham Centre and he was very proud of that, you know. But then when I actually moved to, um, you know, like I said, I've always wanted to push myself. I wanted to challenge myself to do more. And yeah. uh, I actually went on to work for KPMG, one of the biggest, largest uh, accountancy firms in the world. So I went from a two-partner practice to a, a global, you know, big six firm. And I think they were number three or four in the world. And,
0: and to, to anyone who doesn't know KPMG, I mean, know most of our listeners would probably do, but I'll be honest with you. This is like playing football at the top of the game. This You are literally World Cup going into this is a big move going from where you were to KPMG. But now the problem that I've got with this story now is a lot of people would get to KPMG and then stay in that corporate route. They want to stay in that corporate mm. thing, but I don't know, tell me if I'm wrong, but I have a funny feeling with parents like yours who were constantly going more, more, more achievement. More, you can do better. You can do
2: something. Mm. Is that why you then went to own your own businesses? Yeah, I, I think so. I, and and on this note, you know, that wasn't something that my dad wanted me to do. He wanted me to stay at KPMG and and forge out a career there. And and um, but you know, you need to sometimes know your own limitations as well. And you yeah. need to know, um, you know, are you enjoying something, and and, and are you right like, really sort of thinking that you can push it as far as you can? You, you know, and and um, I'm a firm believer in, in that. If you're not enjoying something, and if you're not giving your best, then know it's not fair on the employer either for you to just stay there and, and 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 you know collect the paycheck you know i wanted to do other things i wanted to um have my own business i'd grown up in a business and and i i wanted to do that um and um the opportunity came i think it was in yes it's gonna be 20 years next year the opportunity came in 2003 to buy a print company and uh so i Okay, and by the way, I wasn't at KPMG by then I, for a couple of years. Then I'd been at Deloitte's, which is another sort of big—they call big four firms now. There's was another big six firm then. But yeah. um, I went there as a corporate tax manager. So um, you know, I thought that I want to run, run my own business, and you know, I sometimes joke, jokingly talk about this that I always wanted to go through the front door, you know, smiling and shaking hands with people because I'd seen a lot of people, you know, a lot of managers who you know, be sort of ushered out through the back door, you know, when the time's up. Uh, So I wanted to go out out on my my own terms. And, you know, I'm I'm proud to say that at KPMG and at Deloitte's, you know, partners in the firm asked me on my very last day in both firms that are you sure you won't stay? You know, can we do anything to, you know, you know to ask you to stay and i'd made my decision you know and, and um both times and and so from kpmg I went to deloitte deloitte so i went to no job really just sort of doing research to um see which uh, business i could buy you know i wanted to buy a franchise and i, and I bought a print franchise
0: mate that is st- and you're right about the walking out the front door of your head held high I think that says something about you and your own morals in, in the way we do things. Um, and yet yeah, I've been in those big corporates where people are, are secretly taken out the back door and then, you know, all of a sudden they're not on the email distribution
2: lists anymore yeah. and things like that. It's like and you then find then you out don't... the next day, really. You know, you, you, you ask, you know, where's, where's Nigel? And Nigel's not there any longer, you know. And, and I, I used to have a joke with my friends that, you know, we don't want to be a Nigel. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, and it, it
0: happens a lot, mate. It it really, it kind of freaked me out when I used to be in the corporate world, to be honest with you. Um, so you've gone from playing the big game at Deloitte and KPMG to you know you want to do your own thing. You're stepping massively into the unknown because you've left security.
2: Mm.
0: You've gone to nothing but an idea that you want to run your own business. And that that turned into, how on earth did you decide to go into print?
2: Well, oh, um, I started researching franchises because I wanted to hit the uh, ground running. You know, I, I, I had, by, by, um, you know, I've, I've got three kids, but at the time we had one child. And so I needed to be earning, I needed to provide for my family. Um, and um, so the best way to do it was I had some money and I wanted to invest by an existing business. So that would hit the ground running. And I went to see some cleaning franchises, I went to see fast food franchises, uh, I went to see various different ones and, and the, the, the print one fitted in with, with with what I wanted to do. It was something that I could scale up and uh, it was something that, you know, I could get my head around. You know, I wasn't, you know, I, I didn't know much about fast food and hadn't, we hadn't grown up in like a fast food type environment. We were more sort of retail. And um, yeah, so um, that's how I chose print. It was the one available to me quite nearby. So, you know, I'm, I'm Birmingham-based, but this was in, in Leamington, and, uh, which is about half an hour away. So it was convenient, and uh, I went for it, and, and there was a support package there, as you'd expect from a franchisor, um, so that I could learn the system and, and uh, grow that business. And do you know what? On that point,
0: I'm going to say to everyone, look, if you are looking or thinking about going into a franchise, please research it, okay? I... I it scares me to think how much research you probably put in especially with your accounts background mate but you've got to research it because there are some that are amazing okay yeah. but on the flip side there's some that are absolutely atrocious please so please please
2: you're absolutely right and that's why i think that um you know i talk about and post about this regularly and and so some are expected it's, it's easy for me because i trained as a chartered accountant but you know some of the principles are not rocket science And I think every business owner should know basics about their company, about, you know, the the, the turnover, the profitability, how much they owe, the cash flow. So you should know. And that will help you research a new business. If you're buying a new business, you know, you should be able to read basically a a set of accounts to see what's going on.
0: Right. So I'm I'm qualified to senior technician on AAT. Okay. Okay. excellent. Now, it's quite funny because as soon as I had the qualifications, I I left that world and went into sales because I loved people more. And the thing that amused me the most is one day I was in in a boardroom meeting having negotiations on the table. This accountant threw down a load of papers and went, well, that's the problem. They're just there. It's all going, it's because of this, this, and this. And I picked up the papers and I had a look and I went, you're lying. And his face, he just went, what? I was like, this shows this, this, and this. And his face, he j- jaw dropped a bit, and he was like, No, it doesn't. He said, mm-hmm. Mate, I'm a qualified accountant. We can go through this if you want. But what you're saying verbally is not what these papers show. And it was lovely because mm-hmm. he just had to back up a bit. And it was like, Now, let's talk honestly, and we can get this working. Yeah. But yeah, please, please research what you're going to go into. If you're not good with accounts, get a friend that is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah franchising worries me but I, I do think if you research it properly you can get in some great businesses hit the ground running with something that's almost set up and ready for you I like that side yeah. so you've now started you, you're at our print and and it's going well I know that you're massively the networking arm because that's kind of how we met through because yeah. you do networking through 4in you do it through B&I we're in some business clubs together yes. and we've pushed each other in those as well hmm. so I know you love doing the networking side is that how you grew the print company
2: um no um because uh, you know I think I started doing networking for the last sort of like sort of seven odd years seven about seven years seven eight years so we went to a period of 12 13 years where you know i'll be honest with you i pretty much stayed, you know was based in the factory yeah. um uh, with my business partner ralph and um you know um, we were very sort. i think we were very insular uh, because we were growing the business but we were providing a great service so a lot of the um, custom that we had grew because of word of mouth and existing customers buying more and more telling other people but you know i got to a stage where i thought that you know i need to start going out and about a bit more i started recognizing some of the things that i was doing which weren't really adding value to the business you know uh doing deliveries and uh you know looking after the, you know a, a bit of sort of like finishing or it, it just wasn't no point in me doing it i thought that i had to go out, out and about grow the business, spread the word further out than from our local business. And that's when I started doing networking. And, you know, I found it difficult. You know, I find it difficult. Networking can be a, a, you know, as you know, it can be a strange world. um, And there's a lot of people who network incorrectly. um, And uh, you run across those people. And uh, I remember I had a networking uh, meeting, a nightmare networking meeting, as I call it, uh, where everything you know, that is wrong with networking happened in one meeting.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And, and uh, you know, I th- I, it was enough to put me off for life, you know, but I, pers- you know, I persevered with it. Um, you know, when I first went in, immediately this guy started selling me something and, and uh, made me sort of like, actually got his diary out and said, let's meet next Tuesday. I want to talk to you about further about this. And I agreed with him because I was new and, and I cancelled that meeting afterwards because I just felt I was pressured. Um, I went to sit down. I remember I went to sit down with a couple of people and they didn't say hello to me. Uh, i just got my breakfast and I sat down with me. In fact, one of the, one there was a, a, a man and a lady and um, the lady sort of looked at me and, and gave me the filthiest look that you can imagine because I think she wanted that other bloke for herself. She was chatting to him and was a bit sort of aggrieved that I came and sat down. Then I went and had a one-to-one. So you're in four and you have a one-to-one. Yep. And I had a one-to-one with a guy who just just sort of like, he, he had his arm on a, leg, uh, on a chair like this, like I'm doing now, sort of leaning to the side like that. And he said nothing. And I just had to do all the talking. And he was oh. nodding and, and answering questions as I asked them. Um, just total uh, nightmare meeting. And, yeah, cool, you know, um, I'm not going to say any names or whatever, but you will be surprised at the people... Who i'm talking about if i told you their names they are really? facebook famous they are networking famous they uh come and preach the uh, you know the uh, preach about great networking but they don't know how to do it themselves uh um, when
0: we're not on it when we're not recording <laughs> when we know jesse doesn't get the recordings <laughs> off of us me and you are going to share some names yeah.
2: and 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 this is paul and this is a major thing i think that people should should recognize you know, do not take gospel what you see on social media. It is a very, very small uh, reflection of of real society, and it's the it's the same with with, with property. Uh, in my family, in my family, um, you know, as I've just said, we've got a large family, and some of them are real, you know, serious property investors. I'm yeah. personally, I'm scratching at the surface compared to some people in my family. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, my elder sister, who came. To this country as a 14 year old who could speak very little English. Um, she's got a massive portfolio of properties in Coventry. That's and right. she came to this country at 14 with no education, um, just, you know, was instrumental in us buying our first house. So she worked with my mom and dad to buy our first house. And uh, then she um, set up a company with her husband when she got married, uh, yeah. manufacturing karate suits. So um, karate suits and uh, martial arts equipment, safety equipment. And they had massive accounts like, you know, TAGB, you know, the, the Taekwondo Association of Great Britain. Yeah. Uh, they had loads of different accounts. She's, and uh, my brother-in-law and my sister have got like a 18-studio block, eighteen block, uh, so 18 studio block apart um, in Coventry for students. They've got various other properties. And so what I'm trying to say is that you see people on Facebook And they, you know, tell you that they've done this, that, and the other. When you dig a little bit deeper, you realize that, you know, they're not what they say. And that's one of the first lessons that I had from networking is that, you know, um, is don't worry about what the people are saying and doing. You know, try to be the best networker that you can and find the right groups. Find the right right groups and find the right people. Help first. Help other people first, and then, you know, you will get get the um, returns.
0: Right. I love that because through – how do I word this? With no chance of any financial gain for yourself, you have helped me with things in the past, okay? Mm. You you know that my business was not going to buy – shed loads of print from you because it's just not right. You know that I was not in the market to buy property or anything like that. But there's been a few times, mate, that you've seen me do something in one of our business groups that are kind of hidden behind some walls. And you've literally messaged me going, Paul, I just want to ask you about this because I'm worried you're taking the wrong turn. And you've you've put it much nicer than that. Okay. Don't don't worry about the way I just said it. All right. But you When I made the choice to sell our house and move into rented accommodation and one of the first things you did was ping me a message going, you're right. And I was like, yeah, I'm right. I've I've got to do that." And you went, can I ask why you've got to do this? And I said, yeah, you can. And I listed out all the reasons and you went, actually, yeah, that sounds right for you. Okay, And you then said to me, I was only worried because I didn't want you to walk off of the property ladder without a plan. Mm. And I was like, you, mate, you don't have the time to waste, okay? Mm. And the fact that you took time out to check up on me, hats off to you, sir, and thank you very much.
2: Yeah, because I, I think, Paul, what's the point of being part of a network if you can't help people? Yeah. That's the whole point of it. And every time you help someone, you will always... I'm just a, a, a big believer in that, you know, that if you help someone then uh, you will get help back. Definitely. I mean, like, I'll give you another example of that. You know, I've always been very straight and honest and, and helpful in my dealings with my builders, for example. And, um, during the pandemic, when my print business shut down, I had a refurb, I had a refurb going. And, you know, like I said before, print helps my property and my property helps my print business. And so I had some cash earmarked for, um, the refurb, refurb from the print business. And, um, when print collapsed due to the lockdowns, you know, I said to my builder that uh, I haven't got any money at the moment. You know, we need to stop this build. And they said that, you know, what else are we going to do? They said, we're not going to be doing anything else either. So we're just going to carry on coming here every day. They said, we're a, um, uh, what was the word? You know, uh, th- th- they were eligible to carry on working you know, because they were an essential service. That's um, right, yeah. And, and so b- they ca- came in, they came in, uh, you know, for the uh, next three months. They finished everything. We were very lucky in that we'd already ordered the supplies a few, down, few, you know, a few days, literally days before the lockdown. So we had a house full of supplies. We had plaster, we had timber, we had everything there. Cement, and um, we were just so lucky. So they said, "Everything's here. We're going to carry on finish this." And they said, "Pay you when, pay us when you like." And it's only when you build up relationships that people will say that to you.
0: Yeah, um, there is no way they would have done that if there wasn't already trust and respect for each other. There.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I, mean, I love and, that. And, and, um, yeah, and and that goes back to uh, you know what when I message you, it's because I think you know taking a few minutes out of your day to help someone it doesn't take you know it doesn't cost you anything.
0: Yeah, completely agree, mate. And then and hand on heart, me and you have not always seen eye to eye on everything, but we've always said to each other why. Yeah, and then cool. and then always been ready to talk to each other. It, I don't think either of us could ever go, no, subject I'm gone. Cause, I don't, but then weirdly, the first time I properly met you face to face was only a little while ago. And it felt like I was seeing one of my oldest buddies. Because I, when I saw you, I was like, yes, gave you a big cuddle. We had a laugh. And then I went and annoyed people. <laughs> like I do. Um, right, I'm going to now, I'm going to back up a little bit. Because you've said a few times that your print company helps your property company. Mm. And weirdly, I'm going to warn everyone that's listening now, this is one of the big reasons that I wanted you on here. I wanted to talk about properties and I wanted to talk about property investment because I know loads of people are thinking about it. Loads of people want to get into it, but they don't know where to start, what to do, how to do it, where to look, anything like that. Me included, okay? at some point I would love to think I've got enough money again to get to buy our own house maybe start investing in properties and then you had a bit of a chat about this a while back okay and you kind of said to me you know you don't need enough cash to buy a house there are other ways to do it Mm. so are you okay if we talk about the property business you've got and what you do and how you do it yeah sure yeah awesome okay how many properties are you involved in? And I word that carefully because I know you've got some that you own. I know you've got some that you part own. I know you've got some that you technically don't own, but you look after. And it's, I kind of want to understand it.
2: Okay, so it's it's a mix, it's a mix sort of uh, thing because I've got, I've got some properties, um, um, you know, like you saying in joint ventures and, um, you know, uh, sort of family properties, etc. cetera. But um, if I just look at my at my business sort of properties if you like because i recently um started a uh, so i created me being an accountant what i did earlier this year was i created a holding company which holds my properties and uh, it also holds holds joint venture properties so i think across the whole board there's there's uh 12 properties now so there's 12 properties in the new sort of like company uh structure if you like and yeah. uh, so that's a mix between uh, uh, properties that i own myself and with uh other joint venture partners and uh, the joint venture partners started off as being um sort of clients of mine or uh private funders in my business and because our relationship you know developed from that i i, I created sort of joint ventures partnerships if you like with them amazing and and the other thing is that um, they're, my joint venture partners and, and obviously myself, we're all business owners. And that's my bag really, is to help other business owners get started in property investing. Because the reason why I do that is because, you know, I like to talk and uh, uh, train, coach, wherever you like, and help people with what I've done and what I know. Yeah. You know, I don't dive into things that you know, that I try to fake it, that, you know, I know everything about this and, and I can help you with that. Um, no, I can't. You know, I can help you with what I've done. I can help you with what I think that, you know, people should do. And that's not just something that I like, you know, sort of wake up in the morning and think, oh, you know, uh, today I'm going to help someone with this, you know, and, and it's based on my networking groups that I hang around with. You know, like, for example, as you know, um I'm heavily involved with partners in property. Yeah. And I'm a host of the Birmingham Partners in Property meetup. So um the reason why I wanted to host that for two reasons. One was again, I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone. I want to put myself, you know, up for when I'm asked to do something and I was asked by the owners, would you host this meeting? I said yes. I said it straight away. Um because the second reason is is that because I hang around with people who are doing things currently and I get their views, I get their opinions, I look at what they're doing, and that's what I base you know what i do on you know i i I base it on what other people are doing what other people are actually achieving results you know um yes i think last week um there was some um you know sort of headline news uh story saying that you know there's turmoil in the property market you know uh prices are 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 crashing etc when you look into the figures they said that you know prices have gone down by 1.4 percent. so you know you have to look at the numbers at the stats actually what is happening rather than reading the headlines and that you get from hanging around with people like you know the, the the members in the partners and property community and you know there's other communities as well that are that are good um but the importance is that you surround yourself with people who are who who are doing things currently yeah. and that's what I try to get other people to um you know, follow me or work with me so that I can tell them what I'm actually doing. Um, So I have a training course and a large part of that training course is actual sort of, you know, project tours of stuff that we're doing or things that we've done so that they can come and see the actual bricks and mortar behind the training and they can go and see what a, for example, what does a HMO room look like? You know, the HMO is is a shared living property. It's something that we specialize in and we teach other people about that, that how do you put it, Put it together uh, how uh, what are the rules the regulations the compliance and the immunity standards behind be, you know behind a uh, a shared living house what are the safety aspects so people can come and see that so you know i'm very I'm all about helping people with things that i've done and I'm doing and I have knowledge about and uh, you know the whole point of my I always say as a, like a little bit of an advert or a bit of a strapline for our course, is that the idea is that when you get onto the course, you'll save more money than the price of the course. Brilliant. You know, that's what I want to do. I had an example this week, actually. I had a, uh, a, a, a one-on-one, uh, you know, a one-hour Zoom with, with, with a, a mentee. And um, I said to him that, um, you know, some of the latest things that's happened is the, the personal allowance is going to change on uh, capital gains tax. So in April, it's going to go down from 12,300 pounds or wherever it is, around about 12,000 to 6,000. It's going to be halved and then it's going to be halved again. And he said, Wow, he goes, I didn't know that. He goes, uh, and he started checking on his phone. He goes, I need to sell a property, uh, a, a, a holiday let that's owned by him and his wife. And he said that this is probably going to save me like, you know, 10, 15,000 pounds. Man, that's so, nuts, it? so the whole point of that is, and it, there's, lot of, there's lots of examples of that. I sometimes look at, um, I remember I looked at a quote from a, a builder for one of my mentees and um, the VAT rate was 20% when it should have been 5%. So that's just a real quick spot, you know, and uh, because um, VAT on, on HMOs is 5% and, um, and, and almost straight away that was like, I think off the top of my head, Probably about £12,000 saving. And they would never have known. No, no, because, you know, you don't know what you don't know. know, It's just if it's a case of uh, someone told you that this is where it is and and you're always used to accepting that, then, you know, just, I mean, just there's so many examples, I'll tell you one more. But with my joint venture partner, um, we we purchased a property which you completed on two or three months ago. And uh, when the solicitors did the stamp duty, they'd charge the old rate they'd put that into the uh, thing they'd charge it the, at the old rate because if you remember at the, at the last budget the stamp duty you know at the disastrous budget of yep. uh, Liz Truss trust a few months ago one yep. of the, one of the one of the good things that happened with that budget was that stamp duty um you know, changed slightly, and and it meant that it, 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 there was, it was a holiday, and and uh, second properties still get charged stamp duty, but effectively it was a lower rate. Um, and uh, so that was two and a half grand,
0: Jeez. you know, or, or two ta- a two thousand eight hundred pounds. That. Um,
2: and solicitors do miss things. You know, they're under. Look, I'm going to. I'm not going to knock solicitors, I'm going to defend solicitors here. That basically they are under so much pressure because of various changes. You know, yeah. interest rates and capital gains tax and uh, stamp duty changes. You know, there's a rush on to buy to get deals over the line. You know, when there was a stamp duty yeah. holiday last couple of years. So no. they're just very busy. They're just very busy, and uh, people miss things. I've also yeah. had i uh, I've also had a um, uh, a completion statement from a, um, as solicitor a couple of years ago where they charged VAT on stamp duty. So, you know, so I pointed that out as well, and I said, why are you charging a tax on a tax, which, uh, that's not amazing, but, you know, it? but, um, they, uh, these sort of things happen. And like in the summer, uh, in the summer solicitors, they sent me 49,000 pound more than they should have done. Um, because they've not,
0: you uh, passed it over to mental theft and we ran
2: away, right? No, the, the, it, it, it it was yeah. tempting. It was tempting to do so, but, um, <laughs> i told them they were very they, they, i think that stopped someone from getting sacked that week probably yeah
0: yeah right i'm gonna say it again right the, the bit of a warning that we said about franchising earlier i'm gonna say if you're looking at getting into property and if you're looking at doing training with anyone please do your research okay because i don't think your mind when i say there are some absolute scum buckets in property mm. there really are and I want you to be careful. And this is part of the reason I got you on is because, like we said, we've no, we now know each other through a few different business circles. We've got some mates that are really good mates for both of us. Mm. And I'll be honest, mate, the fact that you're trusted by Sue, at partners in property as well, she's – that woman is an absolute powerhouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love her to bits. Um, and, and do you know – and I know there are courses out there that aren't even worth the paper they're printed on. And people are being charged 15, 20 grand for going on these courses. Yeah.
2: Well, see the, the, these courses, they, they want to sell the dream, don't they? They, they, they want to sell the dream <laughs> of being financially free. Often the headlines are, you, you know, sack your boss, be your own boss in, in three months, um, you, you know, earn three, four, 5,000 pound more in, in, in that many months. Um, you know, the vast majority of people don't achieve that because, you know, th- yeah. th- there's th- there's one, and, and I touched on this before, Paul, with you, that they they are selling one solution to, you know, numerous people. Yeah. And I think that never works. I think you need to find your own solution. Uh, you need to find what works with you, for you. Um, and you have to do your research, like you are saying, on the franchise, and this is no different. Um, and, and there are just so many... Low entry or no cost options to getting into um, um, into property. Uh, yeah. You don't have to do a fifteen to twenty thousand pound course straight away. And uh, I mean, incidentally, I have done high ticket courses. Um, you know, I'm on uh, I'm on a mentorship myself, um, and it's not that much money. But you know, we're talking the thousands. But I've done it once. I've you know I've gone in with my eyes wide open into an area that i want to specialize in into i want to do more in but that's after i'm you know sort of several properties in already um and and uh, i want to you know further my training i want to be able to offer advice and 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 the, the the latest to my mentees so i want to invest in myself to do that uh but to start off with what i would say is you know join a community partners in property obviously we both have uh heavily endorse that but there are other communities there's facebook groups and communities where you some can be some can be a bit scary because people like to you know they like the sound of their own voice on social media Um, so if you persevere with them you'll get answers um but um there's various local groups uh Places like, uh, you know, national, sorry, not national, local lettings, uh, landlords groups and, and uh, NRLA, for example, they have meetings, they have communities. And um, I'd say, I'd suggest start hanging around with people first. And, you know, like like foreign networking or BNI networking, you know, you you find your space, you find the people you want to avoid, you find the people that you want to hang around with, you know, like the example that I gave earlier, you need to find the right group and you need to do that in property as well and what i would do is i I'd, I'd really look at your own circumstances so the course that i have is a 12-month course yeah it's for business owners so mm-hmm. i don't really want to work for example with uh someone who's um you know looking to um, i think i think it's dangerous to work with with people who you know, don't have a strong base and they're looking for an excuse to do something else. I always think that you need to go from a firm, strong base and you're looking like, say you're an established business owner, but who wants to do something else. Um, and, And because that's the people that I think I can help. You know, I don't think that I could help someone who is not doing anything, just wants to sort of get into property for the wrong reasons, because they've heard that it's going to make me rich. You know, I don't want to do that. So I have a twelve-month program, and we go through various steps. We look at where you're at, where you're you now, and where you want to get to. What are your values? You know, I went, I did a course. I I did a uh, I ran month one of my course w- w- with a guy once. Who when we were talking about values and what your mission is, and and you know how you're going to get there, what your goals and plan is, and you know he, I could see him. We were doing it on Zoom, and I could see him getting frustrated, and and he then eventually said it. He goes you know, what are we leading up to? Why are we doing this? You know, when are we going to get to the property? And I just said, look, if you don't know where you are now and what your values are, then you're never going to be able to, you know, decide on what what business model, what strategy you're going to follow. You know, do you want to work in social housing? Do you want to work with young professionals? Do you want to, um, what sort of refurbs do you want to do? What sort of quality? What sort of customer service you're going to have this stems from your values you know and what your mission is you know my values are that I want to create an intergenerational company I want my kids to be involved so I want to build for the long term I want to hold and invest for the long term and so that my kids and their kids and their kids you know have a legacy that you know um, that our great-grandfather started this you know and um, or you might not want to do that you might want to sort of you know buy and uh, flip and create bucket loads of cash you know that you want to say pay some debts off with or you want to invest in another company or you want to invest in your business so if you don't work out what your mission and your goals are then you don't know how you're going to get to where you want to get to Um, and
0: and what you said earlier about if you don't enjoy it and don't want to give 100 percent to it mm. you're in the wrong thing so surely if if I if I'm the mindset of I want to build this over you know hundreds of years and look after family for generations, that's one way of looking at things. But then the other example you gave, I might get the excitement and the kick from flipping a house quickly yeah. and yeah. making fifteen twenty grand out of
2: that one purchase. Exactly. That's yeah. it's a very different mindset. Well, it? that's right. Yeah, I mean you might decide after you've analysed. You know what your values are and and what you, you what sort of person you are you might not like tenants you know yeah you might not want tenants you might say i want to be involved in property so i want to say get a get a house i want to convert it into apartments or flats and then i want to sell them um yeah. you know i i, I want I, I want to um i, I want to create a uh a, a new home and then sell it to a family who are going to have it as their new home, you know, and, and, and they're going to walk
0: in and love it. And this is yeah, going to be their family home. base for
2: years. So they're not your tenants. I mean, what, what I really like is I like creating um, shared living places for young professionals. People, Mate, I've are, seen
0: the quality of some of your places and they're stunning.
2: Yeah. And, and, you know, it's appreciated by the parents and the kids, you know, so i meet the parents. Um, I put myself yeah. in, in my position, you know, I've got adult, young adult, Kids who are at university, and I want to go and see that they're living in a nice place, and you know they're tenants. So I'm, I'm, I see both sides of the story, and I want to provide really, and I've seen really poor quality ones, and I've seen excellent quality ones, and I know that I want to be in the excellent side of things.
0: Completely agree. I make my my view on shared shared occupancy reminds me back to the days when my mates would be in university in West London, and you'd walk into these rooms, and it was just like. A yellowish wall with paper mm. falling off, and they're <laughs> in the bedroom, and that was it. Uh, yeah. And then I see the the pictures of the places you're doing, and I'm
2: just like, that is just stunning. Yeah. Well, I had to upgrade a lot of things at home uh, this year. I had to get a new boiler system. I need to, had to get a sh- new shower system because my wife was saying that, you know, our shared house are a much better quality than, than home. So she said, I want the same quality at home now. You know, so, Mate, um, I've,
0: I, I, I'm going to say this with as much love as I can, mate. I've met your wife. She is gorgeous and lovely, <laughs> and you need to keep her happy. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah no, uh, no she's she's a teacher, and, and she's been um, – you know she's been with me on this journey you know all the way like you know she's helped me a lot with it and uh yeah she did she she deserves the same standard of course she does of course she does right um you've given me one way that people can
0: work for you on property on a 12-month course but you did me and you talked a little while ago and if you don't want to talk about this that's absolutely fine i'll, I'll walk past it we did talk a little while ago about
2: how people can invest in your properties that you're working on. Is that still going ahead? Yes, that, that, that's still happening. That's still happening. And, and there's many sort of uh, people within our, you know, in, many people that you know who who, who worked with me on that. Yeah, our, there is. Yeah, I mean, I,
0: I might know a couple of names, but I'm never going to say who because no, I thought that's wrong.
2: No, and, and that's because of, you know, the trust that I've built up and, and, <laughs> and th- th- they're happy with me doing that. Uh, but um, yeah, so you know there's three there's three main there's three main things Paul, that i pe- people have put obstacles in their way i think is that they think that they don't have the money they yeah. don't have the time and they don't know where to start and so those are the three things that i wanted to address and some of the ways that we do that is that if you um don't know where to start then there's the training program so you come onto that and you find out what's going on if you don't think you have the time then you might want to be a private funder in one of our projects so you're involved in property you're getting a return so it's a fixed rate of return it's not a share of profits etc because once you start doing that then you get into sort of you know like regulated activity Uh, yeah you know so we, we uh you know i talk with my network people that i know and um so i'm not advertising to strangers etc so i talk to people in my community in my community in my friends family in my network that i know that you can essentially technically if you want to know what it technically is it's a loan to our company so it's a loan back to the personal guarantee and uh, you get a fixed rate of return on that money but what that does is whilst it makes your you know money work and you get a rate of return and you get a rate of interest what that opens you up to is 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 um to come and see the projects jump onto the training program if you want that's a perk of, of that arrangement so that's that's free in fact it's encouraged you'll be surprised that people don't want don't do it because you know people get busy in the day-to-days but that's yeah. open and um you know you can come and see our projects at any time and you're involved and, and our funders get an update you know they I tell them what's going on um so that's a method of them to get involved make a return on their money but um, also invest in property in a way that they start to learn more about it. And when they're ready, they can sort of uh, jump in and, and do one for themselves. And I'll be there to help them with that. Mate, perfect. I think you've covered absolutely everything that I wanted to get out of you
0: today. Thank you so much for being here, dude. Now, I'm going to ask you the last question. I did warn you about this and everyone gets asked this. So... What's the one nugget of information you want everyone listening
2: to this to walk away with today? So what I'd say is that, um, you know, always, uh, some people call it stay in your own lane. I don't quite 100% believe in that sort of, you know, know, it's stay in your own lane sort of suggests that, you know, don't try something new, you know, and I'd be wrong in saying that. But what I want to say is that don't compare yourself with others. Take that meaning from that saying don't compare yourself to others, look at your own resources, look at your communities and grow them. look at your um knowledge base and grow that but you know there's a there's an old um you know there's there's an old sanskrit saying um th- and 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 that is that you know it's better to live your life and your destiny uh you know imperfectly than trying to imitate someone else perfectly so you know, try to live your life and your desti- destiny, you know, and, and don't compare yourself to others. Don't be in a race with other people. You know, um, if, if, if Joe Bloggs has got 30 houses, you know, that doesn't matter because there's someone else who's got 50 houses. There's another one who's got 500 houses. If you keep comparing with, with the next, have your goal, have your vision, have your plan and do your best to achieve your um, dreams and plans, not someone else's.
0: Mate, do you know what? There's a lot of people who need to hear that at the moment. Mm. I really agree. Thank you so much, mate. Um, um, ladies and gents, we're now going to go to the bit of the show where me and Jesse talk about Raj behind his back. He doesn't get to hear what we say until the show goes out. Um, but, yeah, I think this
2: is going to be a good one. Mate, do you want to say goodbye to everyone before I switch over? Yeah, no. Uh, bye, everyone. And um, I'm sure you can easily find me on LinkedIn or Facebook if anyone has any questions that they'd like me to ask it's been a pleasure um sitting with you paul and chatting all things uh, business and property and uh thank you for the opportunity
0: mate thank you so much for giving us your time i know you're a busy man i know your family want you and need you so i'm going to cut off we're going to go to that bit with me and jesse after this quick break see you in a second
2: mutants
0: There you go, people. What did you think? I mean, I know loads of people say they've battled through stuff, but I just cannot even comprehend how a family would move countries with next to nothing in their pockets, create businesses that then inspired children and his siblings to build businesses that then turns somebody into a person like that who does university, fights to the top of some of the big companies in this country, decides to walk away from that to start their own business, get that business to being so successful that it then pays for and and, and contributes and, and starts doing property as well. To then helping other people how, understand how to do property without loads of money in their pockets. And still, he comes onto a show like this for zero pay to help people that are considering doing that. Yeah,
1: he's currently sat listening to this going, they're not paying out my invoice. <laughs>
0: It's all right. I gave him a dodgy email. He'll never send it to the right place. That's fine. Good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Established. Um, really. Yeah. I th- fantastic. One of the things that I I really took because obviously there was a father figure there that was very much you can do. You can go and do business. You can go and do whatever you want with this sort of stuff. Yeah. And I I think it's. I'd never really understood. I was literally sat there listening, to it and never really understood this till now. But because I know a lot of people build their ideas about what who they are, what they can do, by the people around them, their role models, the the pe- people who, who are, are pushing them. Yeah, and I know a lot of the small business owners that listen to this show don't necessarily have that, and I'm hoping that you know, whilst you don't have the the people around you pushing you that's that's who we are that's that's what all the people who with their different stories and their different backgrounds coming onto this show doing so many different things uh, i'm hoping that those those things can show you that you can do business uh, and do you, know and what, mate? you can you know, find your right. way of doing it really
0: yeah there's there's a couple of things i want to touch on there you could see and feel the love that he has for all of his family. I mean, not, not just, not just his wife and and his own kids, but you know, the pride when he talks about his siblings, the pride when he talks about his nieces and nephews, all of it, you just feel it. Okay. But then I also hope, and, and we've got friends that this applies to, um, I hope, that people who listen to this show are involved in this show in any way, shape, or form know that it's not always the biological family that end up being your closest family. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, there's some people out there that that we care for so much that, I don't know, I think if the poop really hit the fan, we'd be there to cover each other.
1: Yeah. And I, I, know, uh, I know I've been to... Because early days of my having my own business, yeah. one of the first things that I had really done with you was going to a very specific networking event that very much encouraged that behaviour. Yeah. And it was very obvious there that that was how you... how the people there feud each other you know yeah. that you were there to help each other
0: well you know the mistake you made there right yeah you went with me what did you why would you go with someone like that i mean
1: <laughs> it was obviously because be right. the amount that you were paying me
0: uh, uh, <laughs> millionaire by next year honest jesse yes no worries it's it's true mate it's not <sighs>
1: And there's another lesson that was hidden in the show, I think, as well, which is exactly what you said about, you know, you talked about how successful he's been, and I know we're one of the things that we talk about with this show that we don't always, like, specifically speak about is, like, what is success?
0: Yeah.
1: And... I don't think that, from business point of view, or what I don't know is the answer. It almost didn't seem like it was important that that Raj t- tell us what his end goal was with to to say that he was successful. I think he just it, he he is successful in that he's doing stuff that he's loving and that that yeah. that he's really yeah. enjoying it. And it it was I just loved the bit where he 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 talks so proudly about his sister's achievements and how amazingly she's yeah. done and i you know from that point of view you know paul and i have talked a lot in the past about not have you know not competing with each other you're not trying to to match up against each other or judge your own achievements it's just i'm pleased for other people doing well and i like it when i'm doing the things that i like doing that and such Without saying it in so many words, I thought Raj was just had such a brilliant attitude with all of those sorts of things.
0: Really does, and and actually between you and me, mate, uh, we we always laugh about how you and I are not competitive, okay. <laughs> but then there's things that we are competitive on, but we do it in quite a weird and funny way. Yeah. And I'm now going to revert to playing golf, okay? <laughs> because so far. The only times that me and Jesse get competitive on a driving range is when our scores are really close to each other. Mm. Because if one of us is having an off day, the other one doesn't mention a thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, we, we, we don't even, it just doesn't even come close. If, however, we're having a day when the computer starts saying, look at that, your best shots were within five yards of each other or something like that, all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. ah, oh, look I at can that. just push that a little bit yeah. further <laughs> yeah. and and it becomes we start egging each other on but then also and I, I, I we've done this every single time now Jesse when we're having a competitive game right is if I'm winning if you're winning if you are winning right and I hit a ball that looks really good and it's coming to get you you are willing me on to beat you oh yeah yeah. And vice versa. And I love that. I love that, you know, we're, we're egging each other on. But then when one of us does a cracking shot, the other one's like, yes, come on, go on. Get, get, and you actually feel disappointed if it doesn't beat you.
1: Well, I mean, you look at our social media where I posted our scores and I did a little funny post about the fact that you beat me in because you're the boss and all of that sort of thing. Yeah. I what people may or may not realise is that I actually posted that content because I thought it was funny and I didn't really care. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was great and I was really pleased because you had improved so much during the time we were there as well. Yeah. And so yeah, it, it was...
0: The ideas that you were giving me to help me improve and they worked.
1: And so, yeah, I thought it was just great fun egging each other on. So um, so oh, the important message here you... is go and find us on social media and follow us and stuff, you know, Newton's Nuggets. You took
0: a photo of the most recent game as well, didn't you? I have taken a photo, yeah. I've not shared that anywhere. Yeah, you haven't promoted that one, and in that one, you won. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> and it kind of, kind of proves exactly what I'm saying. In the yeah. one where I win... You post it and go, Look at that, poorly won. Look at that. Yeah. Big teeth poorly and all that. In the one that you win, you went, Yeah, it's right. It's just for us. <laughs>
1: uh, it's interesting I one of the things that you know that I love doing in the past, um, takes quite a bit of time, so I haven't done it for a few years <coughs> is um uh, going out and doing um what are basically mini rallies and auto solos and things like that, which is basically taking you can take anything from a souped-up Lotus to to just taking an ordinary car. I've seen somebody there with an old banger that they just bought so that they could take their, their now-growing-older teenage son out racing and stuff like that. Um, and the thing that I loved about doing that that I really liked is that you didn't have to be aiming for the top. There were people there in, like, like, when I went to the auto solo at Silverstone, there were people there in, like, hundreds of thousands of pound lotuses. Yeah. And I was there in a, a Rover that I bought for, like, 800 quid. Right, I was not thinking I'm going to beat those people. I was just going to have fun, right? Yeah. And then during the day, because you, you do lots of bits and pieces, you get to see who's around you. And you set yourself a personal task of, oh, I'm going to try and see if I can beat that one. But if somebody else comes up and they've done rubbish in the morning, but they're actually quite good and they go, back, that's fine. But you just, you get, you see how you're doing. And I think that's a really good way of looking at it from a business point of view. I know a lot of people feel, they look at the one or two heroes in their industry yeah, and think, oh, I've got to be them. You know, I'm nowhere near them. I'm not succeeding. I'm not doing very well.
0: Mate, you're right, and it leads on nicely to to the nugget of the day. Don't compare yourself to others. Yes, yeah. it's it's true, and you know we both hinted towards those people who sell courses of certainty and lifestyles and standing next to my Bugatti. Oh my God, they are never getting on this show.
1: <laughs> but I just—I <sighs> swear, at one point when we had on there was a whole Bugatti thing going on. <laughs>
0: I liked our baguette chats. (laughs) I like that. Right, we've got to do some sensible bits. Yes, we do. Um, Number one, last week I did a talk for LinkedIn over in Portsmouth. Just wanted to say to everyone that was there, everyone that organised it, thank you so much. It was awesome. Um, I apologise for my timekeeping skills.
1: (laughs) Nothing's been mentioned about that, surely, Paul.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mate, right, my favourite bit, right, was I was told I had 10 minutes, okay? I must have done about 20. I turned to the organiser again while I'm on stage and go, right, how much time have I got left? And someone else goes, you've well overgone it. You have blown the time. And I went, okay, how much, do you want me to shout, how much time have I got left now? And the audience went, another 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so thank you to everyone there. It was an amazing, amazing evening. I loved it. Uh, Point number two, Mental Theft Day. Making it happen is happening. 15th of March, it's going to be an online event. There's going to be loads of speakers about security, how to make security interesting, fun, entertaining, and covering your backside no matter who you are. You may be a little old lady with a blue rinse perm. You need to understand this. You might be the manager of a massive corporate. You need to understand this. We're going to try and put on a day that is going to cover everybody and be helpful to everybody. Yeah. And we're going to try and do this completely free of charge. Yes. And before you're worried. Me? Before I'm worried?
1: Before the audience is worried. Before you, the listener, the one listener that's listening right now. Thank you, listener. Before you're worried that we're going to be talking about all of this stuff for hours and none of it's going to relate to you, we're actually planning it so that you'll know when to listen you'll be able to go and find the stuff that you want when you want it.
0: Awesome. Let's do this. This is is either going to be fun or I'm going to rip out what's left of my hair. (laughs) Um,
1: Um, Just as a side note, uh, last weekend, if you're listening to this on the the week that the podcast goes out, um, I was uh, volunteering for Naomi House and Jack's Place photographing their Santa Fun Run and um there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that turned out to that it was amazing i am doing the same thing again in salisbury this coming sunday so if you're in the salisbury area i know we have global listeners and not everybody can make it down uh but um if you can make it down go down have some fun sign up i don't know how much it is don't it doesn't really matter if you're around go and do it um yeah get dressed up as santa and go for a little wander or walk or whatever it is that you want to do there's no rush um uh and go and have some fun and they have like foamy snow machines and everybody's having a laugh and you get to run around and be silly for a
0: bit amazing well done mate i love that you... i know you love that charity to oh, be love it and you do stuff for like them the people the
1: are so amazing there
0: they they really are Uh, most of them are nuts but they are amazing yeah there was
1: there was somebody holding a banner at one point fairly new member of staff yeah and they were stood there laughing and singing along to the Christmas music that was going on and the I don't know his exact title um but the head of fundraising um basically uh said oh can you take a picture of them having a great time there and i did and i took a picture and i went you know this this could be like a come and volunteer for naomi house type or work for naomi house uh type shot it look so nice and i said but realistically i get them all the time when i go down there because everybody has such a passion for working at the at the charity so
0: do you know what my favorite bit about that is when you said his job title and I actually missed the D in my head. It wasn't fundraising. It was fundraising. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that place, whenever I've helped them with stuff, yeah. everyone just has fun. And it's, uh, brilliant. Right, shut up. Stop being interesting. We have to do one more thing. Yes, okay? we do. And we are, we are announcing the Nuggeteer of the Week. Now, this one's special to us. What, what,
2: what, what? You want Jingle! go to- it's time for the Nuggeteer of the Week Nice
0: <laughs> Nice I love how we purposely go into that jingle Smoothly every single yes. week You
1: never ever forget it We always just oh. go straight into it At the right straight,
0: time Straight in Like sliding into someone's DMs That's amazing That's Oh, great. You used the young person term I know, man. DMs <laughs> Doc Martins, for those of you who don't <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, sorry, sorry, <laughs> Daniel, I'm gone. Um, Nuggeteer of the week. Actually, this week it is to a Mr. Ali Smith. Ali, you are Nuggeteer of the week because not only did you pledge more than £15 pounds to Keith Blake Moore Noble's crowdfunder for his new book, Anti Manipulation, you also won the merch prize. Which we said everyone who pledged over that amount would get into a little wheel of fun and we'd spin the wheel, we did it live, and you were the winner. So you've won some merch, you're like a nuggeteer of the week. All because you helped support an awesome crowdfunder. Thank yes. you very much, mate. Thank you. And we actually did a thing that we promised to do. Woohoo! No, mate. Right. <laughs> now we've got to actually post the stuff. Professional all those, business you know,
1: podcast. Oh posting all stuff, yeah.
0: Mail strikes and
1: Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, I might get that one recorded. <laughs> really annoyed. I've got... I know
1: you mean recorded mail, but I'm just I'm just expecting you to stream it live.
0: <laughs> Going to the post office. In, Looking into the post office, this is real, right? <laughs> um, and, and I'm actually quite annoyed because there's a present that I've bought for two specific people. Should have been here by now. It's not here really want it by Christmas because it's going to annoy me. Definitely not you, Jesse. Honest.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm two specific people now, am I? <laughs> yeah.
0: You I thought I'd lost a bit of weight, but okay. <laughs> no, you, and, you and another person. Right. Not saying who, because, you know, I'm good at keeping secrets. Yeah, you are. Shall we finish the
2: show there? Yeah. Happy Christmas! Bye! <laughs>